BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas and Merry Tuesday. And happy holidays. And happy holidays. Hey, guys. Can't believe. Can't believe it. Saying it again. The year's coming to a close. Oh, wait. We have one more episode of the year. So we won't give our like, you know, final end of the year recap recap and thoughts yet. We'll, we'll do spare that. you. Yeah, we'll do that in, in like a week or whenever that one comes out. But I hope you're all having a great day. A great holiday season. Today, we're doing a fun little episode. We're going to be talking about the best relationship advice. and. We got some thoughts from our husbands. We have some thoughts from ourselves and we got some thoughts from you guys. I also called my dad and asked him for some some advice. Love that. I can't wait to hear what Andy, old Andy had to say. Old Andy. (laughs) Old St. Andy. You know, he always got something up his sleeves. Yeah, I think I thought this would be a fun episode because it's not us telling you like we're clearly not relationship experts, but it's not us giving you just advice from our something brains. we pulled up our butt. Okay. It's like <laughs> pulled up our butt. <laughs> it's thoughts from many different people. And I think more like focusing on the good things that we feel like have gone well in our relationship. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. because everyone has, has things that they can work on or whatever, but I feel like we all have different strengths. Yeah. And it's weaknesses. nice to think about the things that you're, you're good at. And I guess tell you guys what's been, successful parts of our relationships. Alrighty. You're ready to just dive right yeah. on in. Again, we don't really have life updates because we're batching out these episodes ahead of time. So we're gonna have lots of life updates in January oh, for you yeah. guys, as we always do. We probably shouldn't even plan certain concepts for the episodes we should just be talk about Literally. what's been going on. Oh um, actually you know what if I you're do- a hater, make sure to not listen to those episodes. <laughs> I I actually do have a life update. Oh, give it I to us. I tried the Hue Kitchen. I just saw it in my camera roll and it made me want to talk about it. The Hue Kitchen nut butter filled chocolate. It's like a new kind of version of it. They have like nut butter. It's like a bar? Yeah. It just looks like kind of the normal ones. Oh, but nice. it's, it's hazelnut butter and hazelnut crunch. Mm. You guys, it is so good. If you really? like hazelnut, you really need to try this. It's milk chocolate, but most of there's... I feel like our dark chocolate, but anyway, it's grass-fed milk, in case anyone cares. Q Kitchen, hazelnut butter and hazelnut crunch. You guys got to try it. It's so good. Anyway, wow. Just a okay, I love that. little holiday treat, if you will. You know what I got the other day was a hot chocolate from Starbucks, a peppermint uh-huh. hot chocolate with oat milk. It slapped. 
It was so good. Have you had their hot chocolate? Yeah. I'm sure that thing's pumped full of sugar. Oh, that's just how you, you like it. Yeah. It was so, the peppermint, oof. It was I really good. I had a, I've always got the snickerdoodle hot chocolate from Ooh. Starbucks and it's so good. I need to try that. I haven't tried it this, this I'm season down. yet. I'm down to go get it right after this. I am going to, me and Nick and Case are going to New York in a couple days after you're hearing this to celebrate Case's first birthday and our first Christmas. Well, actually it's our second Christmas technically, but you know. First Christmas yeah, as a family, exactly. basically, yeah. together because I thought it would be a fun vibe. Because here's the thing: I have a hot take. One year olds don't like the party you have for a one year old is usually not really that fun for the one year old because they only like a certain. I mean, it's fun for them, but it's like if you don't have the money and you're like stretching your budget to do like a one year party. You don't have to do it because it's really just for you. Yeah. And the kid doesn't need it. You can do whatever you want, obviously. I'm not hate, I'm not trying to yuck your yums, but that's my hot take. So I was thinking, I'm like, well, I was wanting to have a, like a one-year-old birthday party for him or something, but I he, he doesn't really speak much to people. I mean, he like says a couple words, but it's not like he's like, mom, I really would like this birthday party. Like, you know. Yeah, they gotta be like a few years old. I feel old, like when probably. they're two, that's a perfect birthday party to really go full out. So I was like, let's do something fun. And, and it's Christmas. So he won't really care to open up a ton of presents on Christmas. Let's just not, you know, give it to capitalism that much. We don't have to like go overboard with all these presents and for his birthday and Christmas. Let's just go have a fun memory that we'll remember and he'll have photos of. Yeah. And we'll write him a little, a little birthday letter or something. Yeah. That'll be so fun. Yeah. So happy birthday to Case. during Christmas time. Is a vibe. Yeah, I've never been during Christmas, so I'm excited. My, I don't think I've ever been like on Christmas, but even just around Christmas with the yeah, the lights, the lights and the tree and the ice skating. It's fun. Yeah, are you guys gonna I'm go excited. ice skating? Or is that we'll sketchy? see? We'll see. I don't know how it we would do hard. that with Case. Like if we put him in like a little. I wonder if they have little like, you know, mechanisms to put him in to push him around in. Right. Because that that boy ain't figure skating he's, on his own. He's nuts. Yeah. He, he can't be in the skates yet. Yeah. Yeah. No, that'll be so fun. And like something kind of different. Yeah, exactly. Something, you know, when kids are older, they kind of want to be home for Christmas to get their presents, to see their friends. So while they're young, I was like, let's go do something fun. For sure. And don't get me wrong. New York is also for me as well. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, don't throw a party. That's for you. That's selfish. Me plans a whole Go New York on trip. a trip that costs thousands <laughs> for that. <laughs> that you remember. Um, um, should we get into it? Yes. We asked our husbands. Let's focus on us first. We yeah. asked our husbands what we do well in a relationship. And they gave us their answers. Because I wanted to get like unbiased or not unbiased. Um, <laughs> could not be more biased. Could not be honest. Biased. I meant not from our own perspective. Like, yeah. Like, here's what I think I do well. I feel like a lot of times people's answer, if you ask them, like, what do you think I'm good at? It's not what you true. thought it would be. That's true. Like, the That's thing facts. you think you're good at is, I mean, maybe you are good at it, but it's like other people perceive you a different way. So that's why, like, I think it's interesting to hear from their perspective, you know. Yeah, exactly. What we do well. Do you want to start? Uh, I was going to say you can start if you want to, but I will start. <laughs> Nick said… Chelsea, I uh, I told him to text them to me. Oh, nice. So he texted them to me. 
He said, Chelsea is an amazing, I promise he wrote this, not me. <laughs> Chelsea is an amazing communicator. Makes sense that her job is centered around communicating effectively. She speaks with love and kindness. Nice. That is identical to what Leif said. <laughs> really? Not identical, but he said that I'm a very good communicator and that I am always able to see different perspectives in a conversation and that I desire to come to resolution. Oh, wow. Wow. We are. We're awesome. Expert communicators. And that's why we have a podcast. (laughs) We love to talk. If there's one thing I can do, it's talk. Nice. The next thing that he said, first of all, he put, he's texted me this, the second one. I can't see anything. Oh, sorry. It says number two, great in bed. I said, Nick, that is not relationship <laughs> advice. Advice. He's like, I just sent it because we were like sitting across from each other. He's like, I just sent it to see your face after you saw it. But and he meant it, obviously. But <laughs> I was like, that's what am I supposed to tell people? Make sure you're great in bed. Yeah. The next one he said, keeps she keeps things fun and light, even when times are hard. We're always joking around, which makes marriage fun and exciting. I'm screaming, literally not the exact same thing. Please. When we're the same person. No, he said that I have the best sense of humor and that we have fun every day and don't take things too seriously. Aw. Wow. Oh, so okay. I only had him do they three, talk by to the way. Each other? Hmm. Do you have another one? The last one, again, he said, she's a great best friend that is fun to be around, always interesting to talk to and beautiful to look at. I'm like, that's not really like relationship oh, that's advice, cute, but it's though. cute. It's a cute message. <laughs> that is cute. Okay, Leif's last one, he said that I... He, he can feel that I genuinely want his life to be happy and fulfilled. And oh, that's sweet. Therefore, I always encourage him to do what he loves. Oh, that's really sweet. I think that was sweet. Things that Leif is good at. And I will say, actually, that last one, I feel like I used to not be good at. And so I think that's why maybe that sticks out to him mm. more recently. We love you being in your growth era. <laughs> Thank you. I feel like I used to be a little bit more selfish and like, I just wanted to do what I wanted to do. And I felt like, you know, I've always had like this vision for my life or for like business or for what I want to do. And I would just kind of like take him along and be like, let's do it. And like over the past few years, I feel like I've just completely like, not completely, but tried to let go of like, like he also has his own this is life, his life as and well. like yeah. he has his own just ways that he feels fulfilled and like I want him to you know that's so important to me to like feel free and fulfilled and happy in what I'm doing so I want him to feel the same way so that's been like more more of a recent discovery I'd say anyway something that life does well I would say like number one is that he makes me feel very safe and he makes me feel just completely comfortable being myself like I can be just like the weirdest version, the funniest version, the happiest, the saddest, and it doesn't matter. And like something that Leif always says too, this is like goes along with just like making me feel safe, I think, is like I will be just like bratty or something one day and I'll be, I'll apologize. Like at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry for just like being a brat. And, or maybe that's not a good example. Like I'll be moody or something because I'm on my period or I'm not feeling well. And I'm just like, feel like I'm kind of snappy or something. And then I'll say sorry. And he almost always, unless I really did something that was like very rude, pretty much always he just says no need. Like 
he's yeah he like he's already forgiven you yes like he'll always just like hug me and be like no need like Aww, you don't ever sweet. have to basically like apologize for like feeling yeah however you feel like again or sometimes if I like cry I'll be like I'm sorry for like getting up getting emotional if it's something you can't help yet. yeah and he's always like no need like you don't need yeah. to be sorry for that so I feel like he just always makes me feel like super safe to like literally express anything and yeah. sometimes I'm like very I don't know. That's probably, I guess, part of the communication thing. But like sometimes I'm very blunt. Like I'll be like, that is so annoying to me that you just did that. And the way I like speak is just kind of like, that's so rude. But the fact that he, again, then I'll usually apologize and be like, sorry. Anyway, whatever. It just makes me feel comfortable to literally say whatever I want. Yeah. And that is like something that I value so, so, so much. Just being comfortable. Yeah. That's extremely important in a relationship safe. Yes. The first one that I put for Nick is that he is never afraid to admit fault or when he's wrong. He, uh, this man drops his pride so fast and I, I can learn a thing or two from that, but he is so like at almost immediately after he either snaps at me or says something like, oh, sorry. Like I'm just like overstimulated or, you know, out and about we're he gets like very overstimulated. I think like his ADHD makes him get like very sensitive to noise, big crowds. Like if people are talking to him, he gets like very overwhelmed. And like if he even semi acts, he's never ever like he can be pretty sassy, but like snappy. But if he ever is like, oh, like I just got to get out of here. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like what? What's happening? Anyways, pretty much immediately he's like, it's not your fault. Like I'm so sorry. Like I didn't mean to you know, say this, or if we're in an argument and he brings up a point and it like hurts my feelings, or if it's something that I don't even like agree with, I'm like, I don't, I don't see how that, you know, I don't see how you could feel that way, blah, blah, blah. He, I'm like, he surrenders immediately (laughs) in a way where he like sees that if it's like, for example, we're on our road trip the other day and he packed up the whole car. He was the one driving, like he's in the front seat, like he's doing so much work to get us on the road and like, you know, He's constantly doing stuff like working and loading things up and taking care of case and picking things up. Like he's just the workhorse pretty much like when, especially when going on uh, road trips and we were on our way and like the road trip was almost done. And he was like, he's like, honestly, I just feel like you haven't really been helping me today. Like I've just been feeling like I'm on my own and I'm just like doing all this work and you're not, you're not being very helpful. I haven't like, and my love language is like acts of service and you've not been serving me at all. And I'm like, okay, well, I also have been in the backseat, like entertaining case this entire drive. Like I have not been doing anything else besides making sure he's not crying, feeding him, like making sure that you have time to go back bathroom breaks. And and he saw so quickly, like how he's like, okay, I actually see that. Like, I didn't think about that. Thanks for bringing up like like, I'm sorry that I said that. I guess it's like, I don't know. The, I appreciate the mature way that he communicates his feelings, first of all, because everyone gets upset, everyone gets mad. But then it's just a lack of pride, like a lack of ego, I guess, in, in conversations that I really appreciate and also I really need because I feel like my ego can get pretty strong sometimes, especially in arguments. Yeah. When I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I I'm right. Like, I I don't see another way. (laughs) That is very valuable. Mature. Yeah. Like admitting faults and 
Or at least being open to like yes, seeing a different exactly. perspective. Exactly. That's really what it is. It's like it's open to that that's not the actual reality. And he's actually taught me that a lot as well. I feel like I've gotten so much better at that, specifically in like relationship arguments. I he is always so like, oh, okay, I see what you're saying now. Like that makes sense. And I'm willing to open up my emotions to not just be like, no, like and keep staying mad. Like yeah. I want to feel better. Definitely. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Navigating any of life's challenges can make you feel unsure, whether it's a career change, a new relationship, becoming a parent, getting out of a relationship, or just feeling like stuck in general in life. You know, sometimes you're just not not feeling good about things. And very unfortunately for all of us, life does not come with a user manual, which is a big bummer. That would be very nice. So when it's not working out for you, it's very normal to feel stuck. And Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. If you've been in therapy or if you've had therapy before, you know how beneficial it is. I know that whenever I start feeling very frustrated with myself or with my emotions or even just like with thought patterns that I get stuck in, it's so nice when I go to therapy and I'm like, well, first of all, I'll be like, I don't think I have much to talk about today. And then I really start getting into it. And it's such a relief when I'm done with the session and I can, I, I think a little bit more clearly and I can see things more for what they are and live my best life. So as the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus it's affordable. So you just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with the therapist. And if things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It really couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash what we said. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash what we said. 2023 is practically here, you guys. And fortunately for you, Macy's has got all of the New Year's Eve looks to start your year off right and bright. They've got, you know, shimmery, glittery mini dresses for your midnight toasts. They've got the metallic accents. If you're feeling more low key, glittering jewelry and lots more options. New Year's Eve is the, well, you know, you never need an occasion to dress up in glitter and gold and all the sparkles and shimmers, but New Year's Eve is really the perfect time to do so. And even if you just want to you know, get a fun outfit, do a little photo shoot with you, your friends, your spouse, your boyfriend, your partner. You don't have to even go and do anything. You could just go have a photo shoot, eat some dinner, and then kiss at midnight. Kiss yourself. <laughs> Macy's has got you covered. Macy's really does. It has so many categories and items to choose from. Um, if you are wanting to kick off the new year, you know, cooking more. That, that's been on my brain. <laughs> lot lately, the last um, hour of my life. But you can go get some kitchenware, some um, new cooking utensils. Or if you're wanting to exercise more or just be more cozy, they've got workout gear, they've got slippers, they've got blankets. Just check them out. Okay. Macy's.com slash own your style. You're going to find whatever you like. You're going to find it on Macy's.com slash own your style. So go check it out. Another thing, and this is really quite simple, well, comes very naturally to Leif, is that he is 
extraordinarily patient. He's by far the most patient person I've ever met in my entire life. And I don't even know like how to go into detail on that. It's just like who he is, I guess. Like at his core, he is just very, very patient. He doesn't like rush anything. I don't know. I think I have a very go, go, go type of energy. So again, I really value his like calm, patient nature. And it also helps to not get overwhelmed. Like in certain situations, I'll be like, why is this not moving faster? That's literally how I'll speak. Yeah. (laughs) And he'll be like, I'm like, it's fine. Like we're here. Let's just make the most of it. Like he just always has a very calm perspective. And I always say like, I guess it goes back to the safe thing too, but I'm like, you could literally like, if we were to, all of our tires were to go flat in the middle of the desert, like I'd want to be with Leif. Yeah. <laughs> because he would just be like, all righty, let's see. Like he is just, he's so incredibly patient. I think that will also like be very good in parenting one day. So that's like probably the number one thing that I like just appreciate yeah. and look up to him. Like the for. opposite of hot-headed. Yeah. Much. Mm-hmm. Level-headed. Yes. They say. Um, the second one that I had is very cl- similar to the first one that you had. I said he's very, he is very good at validating my feelings and always lets, lets me vent and is basically like my safe space in a person. So I know I can like say anything, even if you, those little f- stupid feelings that you have about, you know, like you get home from something, you're like, oh, I just feel like this, I said this and, you know, everyone thought I was so dumb that I said this, like, blah, blah, blah. Those like things that you, you know, worry about. And I'll tell that to Nick all the time. I'm not afraid. And he never makes me feel after I tell him, he never makes me feel like I'm crazy or dumb. He's never just like, that's stupid. Like, blah, blah, blah. He always validates how I feel like and comforts me and not, not saying like, yeah, you're right. Everyone did think you're stupid, but in a way that calms me down. So I'm able to like come to my own, kind of figure it out on my own. You know what I mean? Like not he doesn't feed the fire, but he also very doesn't much make you feel like stupid for thinking. Yeah, that. and but on the other on the other hand, some he he's always got my back. Like he, I can always guarantee if I'm bringing up a situation, you know, sometimes it might not be the best of healthiest, but if I say something, like he is, he instantly jumps to my side. Like he's always like I. If it comes to maybe a conflict with like me and someone else, or like you know, especially like for work or something, if I'm like, oh, I'm just annoyed with this, they're like, he's like oh, well, you got to do this. And like, he's always, I know he always has my back, even if I'm wrong, but Mm -hmm. it's that saying that we were talking about where it's like in public, like always be on your partner's side. And then you guys can like have a discussion in public. If it's like, okay, I don't agree with that. You don't have to like blindly follow your partner. But, and I feel like that 100% with Nick, like I always know he, if someone says something to me in public, if someone like ever does anything to like offend me in public, he will have your back immediately have my back like automatically and and so and he does don't worry he humbles me as well in in private like (laughs) when one time I was like I just think I can't remember I was feeling so insecure about something and I'm like I just think people think this about me and he's like Chelsea like I really don't think people like he was being fully honest and just real and he was like I really don't think people think about you that much and I was like you're very right. (laughs) And it made me feel better. Yeah. Sometimes that's comforting, you know? Yeah, exactly. Okay. My last thing that I had for Leif that I really appreciate is he is a very affectionate person and he always has been. 
And he just makes me feel very like loved and beautiful and wanted like all the time. I was telling him the other day, I'm like, I don't know if you've ever walked into a room that I was already in and not like touched me, like just like put his hand on my back or like walking past me and just like spank my butt, like (laughs) in the kitchen or something. Like I, I was saying, I'm like, the moment you don't do that will shock me. Like, I yeah. will be like, we're getting divorced. Yeah. Like, yeah. You just, you know. Call the cops. Yeah. The authorities will be contacted. Just because it's, that's kind of like our normal thing, I guess. But it also, it always just makes me feel like, you know. Loved. Loved and like. Seen. Yeah. We're in this together type of, type of vibe. And it's not even when we're just in public. It's honestly mostly when we're just at home in private. Like, yeah. So, yeah. I appreciate that. Mine is very similar. We we had we followed the same like all of ours I feel like are very similar, which is good. I feel like those are all like common things that um are in healthy relationships. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> We're just in a world of delusion. <laughs> Everyone's like, y'all need help. I put he always tells me how beautiful I am and how proud of me. He is like with words of affirmation. I feel like he's so good with words of affirmation. And that's one of my top ones as well. Again, I think mine are all five. All five of my love languages need constant. (laughs) But one of my especially high ones is words of affirmation. Like I need to be constantly told things. And he always hypes me up. He's always telling me like from the day that we met, like how beautiful I am and how cool I am and how funny I am and how proud of him, like, or how proud of me he is. And I just really appreciate that because he always sends, he always puts like, little notes around the house. Like when I came home from Dallas, like he had flowers and it had like a little note and it was like from like, go mom. Like, we're so proud of you. And I literally like started sobbing. I'm like, I know it's like a two line note. I was like, but just like those words mean so much to me. And I think whatever going to like a broader view of relationship advice, I feel like you have to know like that your partner's love language and and be more willing to accept that one where it's like, maybe they are so good at like acts of service, which Nick is, he's so good at acts of service. And I, at first didn't ever like really even recognize it because it's so low on mine, but so low on like what you, what I receive. Yeah. Like what I value and like what I, what I receive as love. And so say your partner is like affectionate or is like their physical touch is like their main one. If you are not like that, at first you might be like, do you you even love me? You never say anything to me or you never like do sweet things for me. And he's like, I'm literally constantly like trying to show you I see you and I love you by like touching you and like, like making sure I just like physically show you I'm here for you. And then you're like, oh, okay. So you got to like open up a little bit more and get to know each other's love languages. It's really game changing. I feel like. You want to hear what Andy? Yeah. Andy said. Yeah. Let's hear it. He said that his, you know, the number one thing. Is, did you ask him what, what Jilly does right? Or did you no, just say like, what's your actually. relationship advice? I just said like relationship advice. Okay. And he's like, oh, he's like, you know, it goes so much deeper. Like, but he said, understanding the other person. Basically, he said like conflict just dissolves when you understand someone. Mm-hmm. And so don't think of yourself first. Look outward instead of inward. That's That was his number one thing. I love he, that. He said that like, we instinctively make everything about ourselves. That's just how we are. Like just as people, it's almost instinctual to be like, I don't know, I have this problem. This is why it affects me. And and it's like, when you truly are able to understand someone and 
not think about yourself in a situation, it's much easier for the conflict to dwindle. Yeah. So that was kind of his like main point. And then he said, people do not recognize how needy they are. He said that, you know, people think that their value comes from something or someone else. And it doesn't. Yeah. You don't need anyone. Like in realizing that you don't need them, like even your part, your partner, you don't need them. You have a desire to be with exactly, them. And yeah. that's really what it should be is like, you know, people think they're not needy. And like, this was kind of calling me out. I was thinking like, I always think I don't need anyone. Like, but when I really think about it, I rely very heavily on, I feel like Leif and other people, which isn't necessarily, you know, it's great that they can make you feel safe and make you feel wanted and all of that. But at the same time, like it's all, it all kind of comes back to you. And that's another thing he was saying is people will come to him all the time with relationship issues. And he's like, honestly, throughout us talking, we don't even talk about the relationship. Yeah. We talk about themselves. Yes, exactly. And the way they perceive things and their own insecurities and their own reasons for, you know, why they think this relationship is not good for them and whatever. It's like, it all is very inward focused at, at the end of the day. Like, and this is not something he said, it's something that I think is like, you really do have to work on yourself and understand things within yourself to be in, in a healthy relationship. Like, yeah. Or to not feel like you need someone so bad for validation. Like that's never going to be a, you know, probably a super healthy relationship. And we're all, none of us are perfect. We're yeah. all, we all rely on people, you know, for certain things. Not necessarily, it's a little bit inevitable. Yeah. Like we're all going to also have conflicts or, or times when our ego gets in the way and we make things about us 100%. And then he was saying, he's like, most people's advice that you're going to get, <clears throat> you know, because I said like, we asked our audience for advice and he's like, a lot of people's advice is probably going to be all about protecting your identity or protecting their mm. identity, aka staying away from toxic people, cutting people out, doing this and that. When at the end of the day, like, it's all just to protect your identity. It's true. It's to protect yourself from like feeling certain things or from, you know, kind of also placing blame a lot of the time. Like mm -hmm. he, I mean, he had a real banger. He was saying he's, <laughs> I don't know if I should say it, but he's like, there's no such thing as a toxic person. A lot of like in these situations, it's your fault too. Like yeah. you're, and I was saying, kind of going back to that mindset of like, you are a part of every single relationship. You are a part of every single dynamic that you're a part yeah. of. And like, sure, there are, again, there are things, don't take it out of context. There are people who are abusive. There are people who are scary and who, you know what I mean? But it's like a lot of times you have to take like accountability for your part in a yeah. relationship. And sometimes that part is letting people do things that you should not, you know what I mean? 100%. Like, and I'm not, again, I'm not victim blaming with real like abusive situations, but it's like, I think it's so powerful to take accountability in relationships in friendships in anything because you, it's two, it takes two to tango. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it makes you feel a lot more in control when you take accountability and it makes you feel like, you actually have a say in your own destiny instead of just being, 
everything's working against me. Like nothing's working. This, these people suck. I can never do anything. I can never change people. So I just have to, you know, this and that when in reality, it's like the best thing you could do for yourself is the inner work. Mm-hmm. Not, you're, you don't have to like try your whole life to just change everyone else. That's not the point of life. It's to change yourself. Yeah. And then lastly, he was saying that um, some people are just so wrapped up in drama and they seek, they search for problems mm. because they are so wrapped up in their own value. Like his whole kind of, I think you could probably speak more to this since you like got coached by him too, but it's like his whole idea of life is that we are spiritual beings having a physical experience and that we are not our, like all of these different things. Our identity is not, you know, who we're around and the validation we receive. Like everything is already within us. So basically his whole thing is not looking outward for anything. Like, yeah. It's all like an illusion and and emotions because he also, we also would talk about how it's like, yeah, we're, it's the experience of life. All of these things you look at as an experience, like you're experiencing the human experience. So sadness, all of these emotions, you look at it a little bit differently. It's not that you're not sad anymore and you don't have these like emotions. It's just that that's part of the experience. And so it's not so you don't feel as much of a victim to your circumstances. You feel like, okay, I'm experiencing this. And you have like almost more of a gratitude approach to it, knowing that you have everything you need already inside of you, that you don't need to cling on to identities of like, even kind of what we were just saying, like that, you know, your spouse tells you you're so beautiful all the time. And like, you know, literally what we were just saying about both of ours. It's like, if one day they stopped doing that, we would be shocked because that's like part like, well, what am I not desirable anymore? Am I not beautiful anymore? It's like, even those identities, it's like we we're clinging to those and we need someone to validate that identity that we think is so important to us. When in reality, it's like, what we couldn't be lovable if we weren't attractive. Like, you know, that's something that we feel like we have to have in order to be worthy. And that's not the truth. Right. But I, it's I not think, to say that those you shouldn't be telling people the complimenting people. That's that's what the experience of life comes in, where it's like, that's what we're doing. We're we're living life and we're going through these emotions and we're having relationships, we're having kids, we're having, you know, a life after kids. It's like we're going through the stages of life and experiencing it all. And it's it's more of like a beautiful way to look at it instead of like life sucks. Yeah. And well, and it's still, it's great to have people around you who make you feel great and who you have fun with and all of that. But it's like, it's it's something different to rely upon it. Yeah. It's something different to completely bank on it. And if it wasn't there, you can't, you can't even like function or be your own person, you know, 100%. So I think that that it's interesting because coming through that lens, a lot of the, this advice is like, I don't know the word. Not definitely not like silly, but like, well, it's, ugh, I don't know the word to, that I'm trying to think of. It's also a lot of it is like their personal experience. Like we said, it's like we're all different people. So what I like in a relationship is going to be different. So it's it's not as deep and like this is not the person for you if they don't do this. That's not the the goal of this. And that's not, that's, that would be clinging to the identities, if that makes sense. Like reading these, what we're about to read, 
in the light or in the in a view that if your partner doesn't check off all those boxes, they're not the one for you. If that does that make sense? Right. Like, like it's more of just to- like lighthearted, like, oh, don't go to bed mad. It's like some people I like to go to bed mad. I prefer to go to bed mad and wake up and have a more clear perspective in our and then we can talk about it in the morning. But you, like, know you I mean? don't have to take Oh, first of all, these are random people writing this. Yeah. So we don't know if they have a great relationship or not. Let's take that for one. Basically, don't take all of this as Bible yeah. is what you're saying. It's like, and that's how every single piece of content ever should be on the internet. Exactly. Like you should never listen to a podcast and be like, oh no, my husband <laughs> might not love me because he didn't do this, this, this. It's like, that's up to you for you yeah. to decide. That's up for your gut to feel like it's not... Yeah, nothing, even what we just said, our husbands do great and what we do good. Like, that's just a fun exercise. Yeah. If you guys don't have the in common with us, who cares? Yeah. Like, I'm sure you have other strengths and weaknesses. It doesn't matter, you know? Yeah, 100%. Our next partner has a product you can literally use every day. It's so, so good. It is Athletic Greens. This is an amazing thing to add to your morning routine, um, especially if you're trying to maybe level up your routine for the new year, but you're like, you don't want to add a million things in at once that overwhelm you. That's, I can definitely relate to that idea because I'm always wanting to work on my health and wellness stuff. But then if I start implementing just a ton of different practices and products, I get overwhelmed and burnt out and then I just start doing none of it. So with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. As I'm talking about this, I literally want to go drink this Same. right now because I have been feeling a little bit under the weather and I'm like, I need to get on my Athletic Greens grind because it also tastes very like mild and tropical. It doesn't taste like vegetables, which is best case scenario. It's very lifestyle friendly. So whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free or gluten-free, you can enjoy Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover and it cost him over $100 a day. So he created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create an optimal nutrition routine on your own. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. So it's been recommended by athletes and um, a lot of health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially now that it's flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash what we said. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash what we said to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. If you are spending time with loved ones for the holidays, chances are you are going to hear a lot of stories. And you know, some you love to hear, some you've heard a few too many times. We all know the ones. But have you ever wanted to help your loved ones document those timeless stories? It can be challenging to write an entire book of life memories, but StoryWorth makes it fun and easy, and this is how anyone can write a book about their life. I think this is the coolest gift that you can give someone, and it's basically a keepsake that you can enjoy for like years to come, which is very cool. So 
Every week, StoryWorth will email your loved one a single life-related question that you pick from their collection, like what is the bravest thing you've ever done or what's the farthest you've traveled. So you can do this for a grandparent, a parent, and they just ask really cool, like interesting questions that you probably don't know the answer to or you maybe haven't heard stories that come up when they're asked these questions and all they have to do is reply with a story. So then after a year, StoryWorth compiles your loved one's stories, memories, and even any photos that they have into an exquisite hardcover book creating a valued keepsake. And this is just so cool because you could keep it as like a you know book on your coffee table or in your little library in your house, wherever you keep your books and pull it out when people are coming to visit. If you have one of your grandma, you know, if your cousins come over or something, you guys can all get together and look at it. Or if you're doing a parent, you can share it with your siblings. And it's just so, so fun. Millions of stories have already been told with StoryWorth because they make the process so simple. Get started with your loved one for the holidays. And before you know it, you will both be cherishing these timeless stories for generations to come. I know Chelsea got StoryWorth for her mom for Mother's Day, and I cannot wait to see the book that is created from all of her stories. It'll be so cool. Help your family share their story this holiday season with StoryWorth. Go to storyworth.com slash what we said today and save $10 on your first purchase. That is S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash what we said to save $10 on your first purchase. Storyworth.com slash what we said. I wanted to read the, I talk about the four agreements all the time, but this is probably like great relationship advice in general as well, because it relates to your entire life, but especially with relationships, the four agreements could really help you out. I feel like, so let me just read them. I'm like, let me read the book. (laughs) Like the epilogue. Two more hours. (laughs) No. The first one is be impeccable with your word. Speak with integrity. Say only what you mean. This is all the same one. Be impeccable with your word, which means to speak with integrity. Say only what you mean. Avoid using words to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. Use the power of your word to offer love. Never use it to cause fear or pain in another or yourself. The second one is don't take anything personally. Nothing others do is because of you. What others say and do is a result of their own dream or perception of their rules. We all make rules about how things should be, but when you are immune to the opinions and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. The third one is don't make assumptions. Find the quiet courage to ask questions and to express what you really want. Communicate with others as clearly as you can to avoid misunderstandings, sadness, and drama. With just this one agreement, you can completely transform your life. And that we always talk about how important communication is, but it just truly is so important to, if you don't understand somebody, ask them. Like, what did you mean by this? Because you could go around thinking in your life, like, my gosh, this person making a whole narrative. Yeah. Like take them at face value. And then the last one is always do your best. So your best is going to change from moment to moment. It will be different when you are healthy as opposed to sick. Under any circumstance, simply do your best and you'll avoid self-judgment, self-abuse and regret. There we go. Nice. Love it. Yeah. That really is pretty much the key to life. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, for example, something that I was, I saw one of these people wrote into us like about their best advice and they were like, never joke about divorce. Actually, a lot of people said that they never even mentioned the word divorce, like not even in a funny joking way. Hmm. And like, I completely disagree with that. Like, which again, if that's how you, that's the thing is that we were saying earlier though, if that works for you, then great. But it's like, not that I joke about divorce all the time. I can't even. It's not like that's a common joke in between me and Leif. But in my from my perspective, if like 
being like, we can never even mention the word divorce makes it so deep and so just such a big deal. Yeah. And putting so much value into a joke about yeah. divorce. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you're you're basically not giving yourself enough credit to where we can't even say a joke about divorce or that means we're planting seeds. Someone said it's going to plant the seed and you're actually going to get divorced. And I'm like, I think it's actually the opposite. When you can literally give it no energy, it's a funny thing. Like it's just a word. Some I'll do something weird and Leif will go, like there, there'll be some papers on your desk in the morning, <laughs> like as a joke. And it's like, again, if you don't want to do that in your relationship, that's a hundred percent fine. But to me, it's hilarious. And it's like, I don't think of it deeply at all. Well, like, I also think it's a little bit, it, it, it depends on the relationship and the length of time. It's like, I feel like it's different if you're married for like a week and someone like, or if you're newly married for a month and you honestly like don't know each other. Well, in our situation as well. It's like when you get married super young and you're not like, you haven't been dating for seven years, but it's like, if it's like fresh and new, yeah, maybe like save the divorce jokes for later. But when you've been married after five years, it's like, that's why that's funny because it's like, we know each other so well. Our like bond is so strong at this point. It's like, that's funny. No, it's it, not like- exactly. And again, but me saying that people might be like, oh, that's not my sense of humor with my husband. And it's like, that is 100% okay. Yeah. But I guess that's just me sharing my opposing perspective of like, when you almost make things too deep, I'm like, then maybe it is that deep. And some things are make or break for people that aren't for other people. Yeah. Like the, everyone just has different um, lines, you know, they can't cross. For me, I cannot, I can't possibly see, hear Nick poop, so… And if I ever knew that he pooped, then I would not leave. <laughs> if you ever knew. I'm kidding. Guys. I'm I have a question for you. Okay. You and Leif poop in the same room. Like if one of you is pooping are you, and you're in the bath, like you're in getting ready. In the same ready? bathroom? Well, no. obviously you're not pooping at the same time, but like, you know what I mean? No, no, no. Like if he is going to the bathroom, I'm not going to be getting ready in there now. Like you wouldn't talk to him in the bathroom? I would. I could like pop my head in and ask him something, but I'm not gonna be like standing in there. No, I agree 100. Exactly what you just said. I f I feel like something's off. Again, this is my opinion. <laughs> when you sit and talk to someone while they're pooping, there's something pooping is there's something pooping is a little off. Not human about that. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> and I was kidding. I literally I don't care about poop. Like it's not a big deal. Same thing. Like I'll pop my head in or whatever, but. I'm not going to sit there and chat with you while you're like, no, <laughs> like, no, no, or even wiping not. because it's like, you just got to do your business. So let's talk later. Yeah. 100%. No, I also have, I have another, uh, I'm, I'm scared. I think I've probably mentioned something like it before. Not us just, I'm uh, me going through and finding ones, which ones I yeah. disagree <laughs> with. <laughs> A lot of them are just like very repeated. Yeah. Repeated. But you know, the concept of like, you're a team, which I, I definitely agree with. Like, mm -hmm. I will sometimes have that realization like in the middle of arguing with life. I'm like, wait, we are literally like you are my life partner. Yeah. That I, I always want to be like tackling issues with you. Why are we like, yeah, it's you know, you versus the problem, not you versus him. Yeah. I, I definitely have that realization. Like a lot of times during little arguments, I'm like, wait, this is kind of silly. But I think like, wait, was the there concept? One gonna... Well, just the, the concept that I'm seeing repeated a lot too, is that like people will be like, relationships are hard. Like it's meant to be work. Like it's just, that's kind of a common thread. And I've heard that my entire life. And maybe it's just my specific relationship with Leif and our personalities, but I don't have that perspective about marriage. I really don't. And like, 
maybe I'll I'll hit a very again, we've only been married for like it's six and a half, seven years. Do I think there are little hard moments? Yes. But that is not what comes to mind when I think of marriage. Yeah. I do not think marriage so hard, yeah. but worth it, worth it, but yeah. very hard. <laughs> I think of the complete opposite. I think of it as the funnest experience that I've ever had. And just like 90% amazing and 10% annoying yeah. hard moments. Like, yeah. I just, I don't like that perspective. That it, that it like overshadows the whole, like all the good parts yeah. that it. And I think it's kind of what we were just talking about. It's like, and I agree that it feel it. it's kind of similar to life in general, where it's like, life is just not hard. Like, it's not like the whole point of life is to be hard. Yeah. When people are like, life is so hard, yeah. but it, it's worth it. It makes it feel like, like 80% of life is so hard, but there'll be little moments that yeah. make it worth it. It's like there, the, the journey of it. Yes. Life, like there are things about life that, it, that are very hard and you go through hard things in life. And sometimes it feels like life sucks, but sometimes you have amazing moments. Some days you're like, oh my gosh, I love my life. This is the best day of my life. And you have those consistently. And then all of a sudden you're like, wow, my life is great. And I think that it's important to remember that, first of all, if if something is hard, it's not like, well, got to give up because it's too hard and everything should be easy. That's definitely not, not what we're trying to say. But also that it shouldn't overpower. It's I feel the same way about parenting. Like, they're, oh, babies are so hard. Like, kids are so hard. It's like, you only have a little tiny kid for four years and then they're four and then they get older. It's like, yeah, there are hard things, but the sacrifices and the things that you learn, that's kind of the fun part of it where it's like, okay, I'm working on something. When you work on something, it can be very rewarding, actually. It doesn't have to just have the perspective of, this is this hard and it sucks. Yeah. You know? and, and again, it can be hard at different points. We're not saying that nothing is hard, but. I also think that sometimes that's coming from a lens or a perspective of someone who maybe doesn't have a great relationship and that's them justifying yeah. like, well, marriage is very hard, yeah. but it'll be fun. It's like, cause you guys don't get along and you, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. 100%. And whatever. You're going to have hard moments. Yes. I'm not saying life is perfect. Of course not. And you have arguments and annoyances with each other, but it's like, that is such a small portion of it to me, at least. Something that I like that some people said is like, don't have your, or your partner isn't meant to be everything to you. Yeah. And like, you have to let them be themselves, which I do think is great advice and like very important. And I do think I can speak to kind of being a little bit too, I don't know if controlling is the right word, but more just like having very specific expectations or being like expecting him to go along with my, the way I see things. And I really do think that you have to remember, kind of going back to my dad's advice, to understand your person and understand that they are their own person yeah. and they have their own perspective and their own interests and their own way they see things. And, and by the way, they don't need you either. It's like, yeah. you don't need them, but they also don't need you. Yeah. And you need to fully like at some point, let them do their thing Yeah, while you do yours. 100%. You know, and then you can come together. And I think that's what makes a strong, healthy relationship anyway, is both people doing, living their own lives. You know, yes, your life is together, but it's like having time apart, having your own separate interests, having whatever. And then you can come together and talk about things. And yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, definitely. Somebody said, do you want this for the rest of your life? Question mark broke up with my ex an hour later. And I actually think that's a great. Wait, what? She said she asked herself that and then she broke up. With yeah. Him, well, maybe someone else asked her. Oh, Is okay. it the best relationship advice you've ever received? Is that what we asked? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think that's a great question, honestly, because it's very. Because. Okay, so there's little things that you could go over and over and over in your head about relationships where it's like, like we just talked about, well, I really want a guy who like writes me notes. Like he doesn't write me notes. Like, is this the guy for me? You know, there can be so many little things of like expectations and like little things that you have in your mind that that's what you want. And that's totally fine. Again, you can do whatever you want. You can, you could have the highest expectations or standards or whatever and only settle for like the best of the best. And that's totally your right to do that. But at the same time, it's more important, I think, to think about the feeling than how it looks, where it's like you could have the partner that does write you notes all the time that says all the perfect things. You know, think of a Taylor Swift song. What's that one? It's like he he talks business with my father, whatever, but I miss like screaming and fighting, kissing in the rain kind of thing. It's like it could, you have to think about what you want for your life. It's like, think about how you feel in your relationship is that how you want to feel for the rest of your life? Take that into consideration. 100%. And it, it doesn't necessarily even have to be like break up with them, but it could be, especially if you're married, it could be we got to change something. Like something's got to change. Definitely. I do think a good relationship advice, like a piece of relationship advice that just is universal is like making time for dates with each other. Yeah. Just Simple as it could be. Having time but with each other. Yes. I think our lives these days, all of us, are so crazy and packed and we have so much to do and so much we could be doing at all times that it's hard. It's sometimes, especially I think after you've been married for a while, it's hard to like make time for each other to, and not even just like doing things together. Like, Oh, we go to the gym together. We do this together. It's like making date nights where it's like, we're going to go on a date. This is a date. Like we're going to go Intentional and, time to yes, actually get a little bit dressed up, go have like a romantic night is very important. I love this. Fall in love with learning about them and take it seriously. Oh, that's cute. I like that. I think also just asking your partner questions like that kind of goes along with the learning about them. But yeah, kind of asking your partner questions about the way they think about things and really just listening. And like that is so I feel like I'm not perfect at that by any means. But whenever I do that, it's like it makes you fall more in love with them because you realize, well, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully you don't find out. Hopefully that, the answers are yeah, <laughs> but what you want. It's like I feel like talking to Leif and being at dinner and asking him questions like, why do you like that? Or like, what do you think about this? And hearing his responses, it makes me love him more because you like, understand that's my more. favorite yeah part about him is literally his brain like the way yeah. his brain works and yeah it's just like makes you understand them makes you have this other level of like connection with them when you truly are interested in what they have to say and how they think you know you and, value them and i think someone said listen to understand not to respond which is great for that, like what you're just saying, asking and being actually interested in them. But it's also very good to remember when you have an argument or a disagreement to listen, to understand their side of the story and not to respond. And that's kind of what I was saying about Nick at the very beginning. It's like, I feel like whenever he brings something up, it's not like he has his mind made up that I'm the villain. And it's like, 
I got to get mad at you. It's he brings it up and then he's like, okay, like I want to know why I feel like this. Like, let's figure it out. And then once it's figured out, it's um, fine and dandy. But I think especially in relationships, it's really easy sometimes to get caught up in what you're going to say. Like, they're saying something you're like, oh, I got the best. Oh, 100%. <laughs> it's brewing. Like, got and it. And it's like, well, you, you're not even letting them finish what they're trying to say. And who knows? They could be admitting fault and you're like about to go in on them. And it's like, just when you actually listen to people to understand them, first of all, you'll probably have better responses anyways, instead of like planning, what am I going to say next? But I think that's a great one. Also, someone said, assume the best of your partner. Which I really like because I was just thinking sometimes I'll say something to Leif. I'm like, I, you just think I, like, I will say to Leif, I just feel like you think I'm dumb. Da, 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 da. And he's like, what? I yeah. literally think that you are so smart. Like, why? And then it, it basically, anytime I say something like that, and he's like, I think the complete opposite. Like, yeah. that's so silly. It reminds me, like, again, we are on the same team he chose me as a partner. Like he's not against me thinking yeah. I'm this like dumb idiot. Like he values me as a person. You know what I mean? Definitely. Like assume the best of them. And that's what he'll always tell me. He's like, why do you assume that I think all these like weird negative? He's like, I <laughs> literally don't think that at all. Like, yeah. Anyway, that's a me problem. So I like that one. I think a lot of times, if if there's one thing we want you to understand from this episode, it's probably a you problem. <laughs> yeah. Work on and, yourself, honestly. And it honestly makes it way less daunting. It makes it feel way more empowering and motivating to change. I know when I have like a come to Jesus moment when we're when we're in like an argument or something. And again, I like to have a little space. Like after we the initial disagreement comes up, I like to have a little space. I don't want to just keep pounding on it, like talking about it because like I need a second to breathe and then I come back and usually when I have that second to breathe I realize I'm the problem and I'll come back I'm like I'm so sorry like I was just being so rude or like I'm being selfish or I'm being whatever whatever and I feel it physically I can physically feel how much lighter it feels and also something that else that I just thought of that really works in our favor and Nick kind of was saying this like we make things fun and lighthearted is in arguments, they're never serious. Like even if it's like a serious topic or we're getting really heated and we're like really actually mad at each other, we're always like, he's always coming out with bangers. Like I can't help but laugh. Like he'll, like even, even if it's like the way that he like says that I say something and it's like so animated and just so ridiculous and he knows that it's going to make me laugh and then I'm just like dying laughing it instantly makes makes you realize like it's just not that serious. Like why are we getting so heated about this? Yes. Or like I'll say a joke or something and we'll both like laugh or I don't know. And I think that's, you know, some some say that if you can laugh in the hardest times means you're really resilient. Well, call me resilient. <laughs> I'll be laughing when I'm not supposed to. Call me resilient because the second we got in a car, ca a car crash, I was cracking up. Yeah. Chelsea and I got in a car accident in a rental car and she literally didn't <laughs> stop laughing for 10 minutes. <laughs> I think that's like a dysregulated nervous system, but I mean, it's, it's resilience. Yeah. Did you see my TikTok when I was talking about how Leif and I were on a walk and we got into an argument? By the way, we either going on a long walk is either 
the best, most bonding experience or we get in a fight and we're just silent for some of it. Yeah. Or an argument. <laughs> I wish I could remember what the argument was about. It was the dumbest thing in the world. Dang, I really wish I could remember. It was something like I called something the wrong name and he was like, it's this. And I was like, no, it's this. And then we just like went on and on. And, and then we were literally silent walking. And I started cracking up. Like we had been silent for probably four minutes. Yeah. Just walking next to each other. <laughs> Life was like walking kind of fast too. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this is so dumb. I started laughing so hard. And he's like, what? And he kind of started smiling. I'm like, this is so cringy. Us yeah. <laughs> walking in silence. You walking a little bit faster than me over the dumbest thing in the world. And like we both started cracking up. Cringy. I was like, this That's is That's the word cringe. it feels like. You're like, I was just telling Nick a kind of similar how, well, actually it's not similar, but I'm like, anyways, let me tell a story <laughs> about me. I was telling him that our arguments and the way that we resolve conflict has just become so seamless and so effortless. It's starting to bore me. As the Aries fire sign I am, I'd be like, we will literally like have an argument. And it's resolved so quickly and so what's the word? Maturely. Yeah, maturely and just kindly. And afterwards I'm like, ah. I was like so unexciting. <laughs> like that was so boring. We gotta spice things up a little bit. Like I have to, I don't know why. I'm like, I have to have a little bit of something. Like I'm like, there's part of me that's like, okay, what else? Like, what else could I bring up right now? And he's like, that's so toxic, Chelsea. <laughs> But it's, you know, not to go back to see that was the other episode, the Zodiac astrology. Oh, oh, oh. This is what happens when we batch episodes. We talk for hours and I can't remember which episode. But in the in one of the previous episodes, we were talking about astrology and how I believe in it because I am truly a fire sign and Leif or not Leif. Awesome. <laughs> well, he is also an earth sign. Yes. Nick could not be more of an earth sign. Like it's just in our arguments, I'm literally a ball of fire. And he's like, okay. <laughs> that is Wait, Leif and I are both Earth, right? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Elle was cringing me out on the walk. And I said that. And we started dying laughing. And Oh, you weren't done with your story? No, no, no. The, oh, sorry. Well, I pretty much was. Just to oh. round it out, the humor aspect is yeah. like, we both started laughing. And it was like, if you really can just be like, this is not that deep. It's actually kind of funny. It's kind of silly that we're like silent at each other over such a s trivial thing. And then you can just laugh. It just makes life so much better to realize that it's not that serious. I know everyone has different dynamics in their relationships and some people, that's not their sense of humor. But, you know, for us, it works to laugh about a lot of different things. Yeah, for sure. And that's also the basis, clearly, if you listen to this podcast of mine and Chelsea's friendship. We just laugh yeah. about everything and it makes life a little bit better. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to our relationship advice. Oh, wait, Thanks I have one in. more. I have one more to round it out. Oh, okay. And this Here. is someone, don't compare your relationship. And I think that's a great way to end this. Like, don't be comparing your relationship to anybody else's. You don't need to have a checklist for yourself or for your partner. Just trust your gut. Yes. Every single person on this planet is, we're so just we grow up different. We have different ways of thinking. We have different senses of humor. We want different things. We live different places. It's not worth it to compare yourself to someone online or to a friend's relationship. It doesn't 
you know, everyone's looking for different things yeah. in this life. Exactly. Thanks for writing in a bunch of your advice for us that we could read and for always being involved in our episodes. We really appreciate it. Go leave us a five-star rating and review if you're feeling nice and generous today. If you're feeling in the Christmas, in the holiday spirit. Yeah. We love you guys so, so much. And that's, that's what, what we said. said. Bye. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.